Hey, everybody. Welcome in to a special edition of The Wrap on NRM Streamcast, live from the Jim Reels. Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, back on duty here with us. Brendan Sennett, the Sandman in the house, crying, whining. He can't stop himself from crying because He's his so man. Sad. Look, look at him. him. Look, look at, his, at face. his face. Like you look miserable. You Tom look like, Brady. You look like a dog that had a gold bone and lost it. Tom Brady. This is our this is our football free agency NFL. Thank you NFL. This is our free agent frenzy. They are signing left and right. I think the Lions just signed somebody else. Chase Daniels coming here. Nice backup quarterback. Although I liked our backup quarterbacks, to be honest with you. You look like beans without rice. <laughs> you look like Robert Kraft, whose favorite massage parlor is shut down because of coronavirus. Can you do me a favor? Can you get Brent, Can you get uh, Tom Brady's uh, little statement there and read it? Read it to us. Get Tom Brady's oh, statement. Oh yeah. Let's. Oh, I, you you want me? To, oh, yeah, I, I want you to read it. read it. I want you to read it because then you know. Brandon, oh yeah, Brandon's good. It, By the way, John Clayton, oh. the professor, joins us in a, just a couple of minutes. So Tom uh, Brady statement. We want to read Tom Brady's statement from oh, earlier today. Instagram. Well, the, <clears throat> here we go. I wanted to say thank you to all of the incredible fans and Patriot supporters. M A or Mass has been my home for 20 years. It has truly been the happiest two decades I could have envisioned in my life, and I have nothing but love and gratitude for my time in New England. The support has been overwhelming. I wish every player could experience it. My children were born and raised here, and you have always embraced this California kid as your own. I love your commitment and loyalty to your teams, and winning for our city means more than you will ever know. I can't thank you enough for the support of our team, the packed training camps and sold-out stadiums, and mostly the victory parades. I have been so blessed, so blessed to share them all with you. That's it, huh? Tom Brady not playing in New England. We had our peeps on here saying that they didn't think he was going to play with New England. And uh, it looks like Jeff Darlington from ESPN, uh, it's come true for him. He said he went on a limb and was like, look, I don't think he's playing for New England. I'm sticking with it. And today it came true. He is not going to be a Patriot anymore. This is our Patriot number one fan here in Detroit. Not a question about it. Here's a man who took his Twitter line. Off, lost all of his followers, lost every, lost everyone because the Patriots did not make the a big run this past season. This is a guy that's really suffering right now. Brendan Senate, the Sandman. Oh wait, wait, hold up. Oh, you got something? <clears throat> else, something else come in? Da 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 da. The victory parades. Blah 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 blah. Oh wait, there there's more. I forgot. Oh Don't man. Let me finish it. Really? Um. <clears throat> Sorry, I tried. Wait, wait one more second. I tried to represent us always in the best and most honorable way. Blah! And I fought hard with my teammates to help bring victory and triumph, even in the most dire situations. You opened your heart to me, and I opened my heart to you. And Pat's nation will always be a part of me. I don't know what my future or my I don't know what my football future holds. But yes, it, you do. It is a time for me to open a new stage for my life and career. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I will always love you. 
in what we have shared a lifetime full of memories. My favorite part, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I... <laughs> don't, don't boys demand me, please. <laughs> we'll oh, that's Whitney. I'm sorry. Love you. Hey, look. <laughs> you re-signed Bradley Roe. Excuse me, not Bradley Roe. You re-signed Devin McCourty. And who's the other character you re-signed from the Patriots? The other... Oh, they, uh, <coughs> they franchised yeah. Joe Tooney. Yeah, Joe Tooney. Yeah, because we need a left guard now with no quarterback. And McCourty is staying, and the other guy in the secondary is staying. They gave him another deal, too. Jason McCourty? Well, Devin McCourty is yeah, staying. Yeah, not, Jason, not Jason. Not Jason. Must have been someone else. Nonetheless. BFD. All right. So it's it's it, let's fl- let's flip the page, right? You know, normally, I would I would get upset with with Clarence's condescending. Um, I don't think it was and, condescending. And, and he whatever. was just being polite. And yeah, I and you know, but you know, and everyone uh, the, the the fans are are, are lobbing bouquets at Tom and and all that stuff. But you know what? Screw Tom. Seriously, he is essentially telling Patriots fans, "Here's a crap sandwich. Go and eat it." Because like we talked about on the show a few weeks ago. You know, he's tired of having the disciplinarian. Oh. He wants to go to a team where he can dick around all day and help with the roster and, and have a, a brand new toy. Ooh, I get the cool parent now that we're getting divorced and I could pick where I want to go. So I want to be an asshole the whole time and, and, and dictate what we're going to do here and there. But you know what, Tom? I'm not buying it. Until you retire, you're dead to me. <laughs> we're, I'm, we're, I'm not going to be, I'm not one of these idiots that's going to burn jerseys. But, you know, I'm going to explain this to my kids like a real parent would and say, you know what? Where's the song? Tom does not want to play. Tom does not want to play for the Patriots anymore. Get Whitney on deck. Because he's a spoiled brat. He's a spoiled, petulant child that wants to go do his own thing. Listen, let me finish. Let me finish. Well, John Clayton's on hold. Okay, All so right, go, go John Clayton and then I'll... Then I'll <laughs> no, go ahead, finish. John Clayton wants to hear what you No, 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 no. He, 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 he did it once in his career. He thought he traded up when he dumped British Bridget Moynihan, and he's trying to do the same thing, but it's not going to be... You're not getting the supermodel. You're getting the Tampa Bay Bucks in their ugly-ass uniforms. There. What if they go this back, up after the professor. What if they go back to the creamsicle uniforms? <laughs> Maybe that helps All a right. little bit, but you John, know what? <laughs> Go to the professor. The He's professor, brilliant. John Clayton, joins us all the way out from Seattle. John, are you locked in your in your mother's uh, bedroom again? The basement? Where are you? No, I'm, I'm upstairs right now. You are okay. Is she is yeah, she still bringing food up to you? Tell you that's good. Some cum cow chickens. That's good. So I had to get that. John likes his chicken spicy. John Clayton, of course, joining us uh, from Seattle. Hey, that it's like NFL. It's like watching. Well, I, I kind of mentioned it's like watching porn last night. Watching all these NFL free agency sign. I, I haven't been this excited, and this is better than watching the games. To be honest with you, what, what, what's your take? Let's start with Tom Brady today saying goodbye to New England. Yeah, when you can see that they they lowballed him on an offer, and so he basically anticipated that happening from a conversation that he had a couple weeks ago, and so now uh, looked like Bill Belichick was ready to move on if he turned it down, and you know he's had. $30 million a year offers from the Chargers and also the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, after, what, since 2013, he's basically played for 70 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, because what he's done is that uh, he's given them $30 million to work with because instead of demanding the top dollar, he made it through 2013. And since then, he's done home hometown discounts because he can do it because his wife was actually making more than he was. Right. But here you can see that uh, Belichick has taken the position. It's like, okay, uh, 42 going on 43. 
a little bit of declining skills. We don't want to pay you the 30. Uh, we don't want to try to make up for the past. Uh, we're going to give you an offer. And my guess is probably around 22 or $23 million. Right. And he just basically said no. Wow. So is he looking for $30 million a year for two years? What, what, do you think he's, what do you think he's after right now? I think th- uh, anything 30-plus because uh, I mean, you see Ben Roethlisberger sitting there at 34. Uh, I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to get done with the Colts. But you figure he's going to get done probably at 33. And so uh, you know, maybe 30 might be a little lower than he probably wants. But still, I think it's, he's going to get whether Tampa Bay does it or the Chargers do it. And you kind of wonder... Are the Carolina Panthers sitting in the weeds now that they yeah. have uh, angered Cam Newton and have given him the ability to try to make a trade mm-hmm. uh, where that's all heading? So you know, it looks like, I mean, he's going to take a couple days to think through it and see which team he's going to take, but he should make about 30-plus. Wow. I think, uh, what did uh, Breeze just sign for? Two years 50 or two years 60 million with the Saints? No, two years 50. 50. So he took kind of took a discount uh, as yeah, well for hometown. He, yeah. he did that the last contract, and he said he'd do it this year and he did indeed with a two-year 50 million dollar contract where do you think tom's gonna go i mean it's down to just a few teams now where where do you see him best fit and where do you think that would what would happen with the team that does sign him i you know i'm kind of intrigued by tampa i mean even though they haven't won uh who who knows when the last gruden consecutive losing seasons but they're kind of an intriguing team you got uh, Bruce Arians as the coach. You've got the t- best wide receiver duo in football with uh, Evans. Michael Evans and Chris Ball- uh, Godwin. Yeah, uh, they, they'll go get him probably a running back. You know, they've got OJ Howard a tight end, mm-hmm. and their defense really came around. And you know, yesterday they were able to even make it. You know, at least stay to the level it was by keeping uh, Jason Pierre Paul. So no, I think that uh, Tampa may have a little bit of the edge. Wow. John Clayton joins us here uh, John, live from Seattle, ESPN Radio in Seattle. John, to see, a def- to see a captain get moved, what was your thoughts on the Buckner trade? I mean, Indianapolis gives up a first-rounder, and the Niners, I mean, to give up, I, I just that one I didn't see coming. What's the, what's the story behind the scenes on that for the Niners, and, and where does that make sense? Well, the story was that they, they realized, you know, they took the option, which is probably not the right one, but it's like it's better to have Eric Armstead and, uh, you know, Jimmy Ward, who they signed for three years, $28.5 million, than to pay 21 to $22 million for Buckner, because Buckner's their best defensive player. I know Nick Bose is real good, and he's come in there as defensive rookie of the year. But, I mean, when you look at Buckner, I mean, he's right up there with Fletcher Cox, and he's not to the Aaron Donald level, but he's at that very high level. And so... I think they just took the tack that it's like, okay, they probably couldn't pay him this year, and if they waited another year, it was going to be even more expensive. And so they're going to probably have to pay him $24 million, along with trying to find a way to pay uh, George Kittle. So they, uh, they took the tack, and so they're not as good on defense now without him than they were with him. And, of course, now what you wonder about is that, how much of Eric Armstead's success, and he had a great season last year, right. was because there was so much double-teaming of Nick Boza, mm-hmm. of uh, DeForest Buckner, and also D. Ford when he would come in. Because remember, they paid the same amount of money for D. Ford, but uh, you know he only played like about 30% of the snaps. You, at those 30%, he was good, and it opened it up, and I think that allowed a lot of open single blocking on Eric Armstead. Do you think, uh, keeping with the 49ers, uh, John Clayton, our guest here on The Wrap, uh, any chance of Brady going there and them trading Garoppolo? I mean, there was talk about it a couple of weeks ago. Where do you see that? Nah, no, I think it's just talk. And I think I think what that really was was that uh, the 49ers, by not saying anything at, at that time, 
we're helping uh, you know the agent Don Yee out right. because uh, you know he has he, both. He was of trying them. to make sure that he would have enough of a market and try to have that stuff. And so you know, putting the 49ers and not denying it, but again. They've got the same problem. I was like, okay, if you can't afford Buckner at twenty-one million a year, then how are you going to be able to afford thirty million dollars for Tom Brady? Right. Along with taking the cap hit on Jimmy Garoppolo, never bought into it. Didn't think it was going to happen. But I do think that they were listening. They wanted to kind of help good point. some people out and maybe even help Tom Brady out, knowing that ultimately that was the city he wanted to play for. So, John, let's look at this from the other other standpoint. A lot of people looked at. At the Colts is kind of a, a sleeping giant. Oh man, piece, are they good piece now. here, piece there? Oh, they good. What does this do for the Colts, especially on that side of the ball? Whew. Oh, it, it helps them out immensely because it gives them, you know, one of the best interior guys in football. And now it's a matter of, uh, you know, they've got uh, Leonard in the linebacker position. You know that they draft really well, so they're sitting pretty. And of course, they'll even sit prettier now if they can get Philip Rivers at quarterback because wow. then you know you got your left tackle taken care of Anthony Costanzo he's going to be there for two more years you know Rivers can come in for a couple years and do some things and so no I think that they're they're doing great and it, it kind of shows you what Chris Ballard's all about now again usually he'll move in the first round and get out of the first round to get value for picks and all this stuff in this case, he's given up the 13th pick in the draft, mm-hmm. but he also realizes the 13th pick in the draft is probably not going to be as good as the Forrest Buckner. I think it's a great trade for them. It's unbelievable. Ballard could be the best in the business as far as general managers go, and we, we struggle here in Detroit. I mean, we have Bob Quinn, we have Matt Patricia at the helm, and we've – We've gone backwards in the in the years they've been here. They signed Jamie Collins. They signed Nick Williams. They signed uh, Holly Pavati, the right tackle from Philly. And now today, Chase Daniel. I mean, how do Lions fans wrap their heads around those signings? <laughs> it's pretty tough yeah. because just like you said at the beginning here, it's like uh, you know sometimes it's better than watching football. And I was wondering the free agency stuff you were watching last night. Is it is, is it Lions football or uh, uh, NFL football? Uh, but yeah, I can, I can see the frustration oh because you know taking a little bit of a gamble on the big V and you know at the expense of Ricky Wagner, and so now he's gone. And then uh, you know Chase Daniels is a good backup quarterback, but he never really gets a chance yeah, to play. Who cares? So that's but uh, what you wonder about is that how can this all come together and work out to get this team back to winning? And you still wonder about it. Collins, Collins is a good player though. He had a very good season last year. And so but he was kind of getting back to that Pro Bowl level. But you know what? I want to bring up my, my, my Patriot guy here, Brendan. He has this, this take. When you play for the Patriots, you play one way. When you go to another team, when he went to the, uh, to the Browns, he crapped the bed. Brendan, you tell us, tell us more about these Patriots. Yeah, it just feels like Collins is going to be another one of these guys that you know he got away from the collective and you know, much like Mr. Brady wants to do now and, and, and struggled in Cleveland, got released. And then they, you know, picked him back up, and now he's made some more money. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a great signing for the Lions because, you know, he did have a tendency to take some plays off and, and kind of coast a little bit, and, and I think freelance was the word. So is that going to be a problem, or is, is Patricia going to let him do that? Mm, I don't think uh, Matt's going to let him freelance. I'm, I can't imagine him letting him do that. I mean, at least he knows him from being with him, so at least that may help out. But then, you, yeah, you wonder. It's like the, the schemes – that Bill Belichick and him put together really do make the players maybe play a little bit better than they are. But the thing I like about Collins, he, at least he was, I don't know if he still is, a good cover guy. Because, you know, kind of in that mold of Thomas Davis, the uh, 
Carolina, he used to be with the Carolina Panthers yeah. and used to be with the Chargers. He was kind of in that mode. And when he plays his best football, those are some of the things he can do. Absolutely. So, so much more to talk about. John, can you hold through a quick break? Uh, yeah. All right. Quick break here at NRM Streamcast. John Clayton on the other side, right here on The Wrap with Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, and Brendan Sennett. Stay with us. This is Jimmy King and Terry Foster of King and Foster, only on NRM Streamcast. Your friendly dealer, Jim Reel. Check out the newest member of Jim Reel's family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New Sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim Hey, we're Joe and Sarah. From Pop That Culture. Uh-huh. Yes, it is a show where we talk about uh, pop culture. Only uh, the freshest uh, pop culture. Uh, really? Well, I mean, it might be a couple days old. I we don't know. Save a couple dollars. Yeah, you can watch mm. us at noon, and then if you watch us at another time, then that's not so fresh. Back on The Wrap, Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett in the house, NRM Streamcast, John Clayton, kind enough to join us from Seattle. Uh, John, uh, back to the NFL free agent frenzy. There's a lot of teams that made a lot of noise yesterday, but the first domino to fall was this weird trade between the Texans and the Cardinals. Bill uh, O'Brien, who I, I just don't understand what the hell he did here. He traded DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth-round pick for David Johnson and a, a second and a fourth. We're talking to one of the best top three receivers in the league, and now he's going to play with Larry Fitzgerald and the guys over in, in Arizona. What's your take on that trade? <laughs> well, and what you can argue because he's still in his prime yes. is you're talking about an all-decade wide receiver joining an all-decade wide receiver. You know, if Hopkins isn't in the first team all-decade, he's going to be in the second team. Yep. He's that good, and he's so viable at this stage of his career. And so, what's curious about this, and even go back to last year. You know, they, they, they traded for Duke Johnson, right? Yep. Who was a $5 million backup quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. And guess what he did? He came there as a backup. That's and it. So they kept on maneuvering at the running back position and all that stuff. And then they come out and they make this trade and they pick up David Johnson, who's pretty much been a backup the last year, was uh, injured the last two years. And they picked up his entire $10 million base salary and his $13 million a year contract. And so now you've got $18 million a year tied up in two running backs and at the expense of a wide receiver. Then they had to go out and they paid Randall Cobb three years, $27 million, and he's basically a, a slot guy. Yeah, he's to at me, the end of his just, career. It's, it's horrible. And then you look over at Stephon Diggs. I mean, he ends up getting a first-round pick and so much more. Uh, you know, Bill O'Brien has made eight trades in the last two years, and uh, he had Jadevian Clowney, couldn't get a first-rounder for him, and had to pay – part of his salary, and now he picks up the big contract and can't get a first-rounder for uh, Hopkins. Baffling. Baffling. And this is what happens. I mean, when you make a head coach, your general manager, I don't think it works. Well, it works if you build Belichick. Yeah, I mean, cause that's he it. Because that work for two decades. But other than Bill Belichick and maybe Jimmy Johnson, how many does it work with? It doesn't. How about a team like Miami? They went out and signed four guys. They might be signing uh, you, for all I know. Byron Jones, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers, who struggled in New York, by the way. But I like Byron Jones. and Well, Van Noy was a guy that we had here that we gave away for, for uh, your lunch. That's about it, when we gave him mm -hmm. to New England. 
I mean, now the guy's now cashing 51 in. 51 million. Yep. And, and I like their coach, Brian Flores. Clarence likes where Miami's going. He thinks Love they're it. going defense. Where does that leave them with the draft now? Do they still go Tua or they go something well, yeah, else I, now? I, I figure that uh, they'll go running back. Uh, we'll see if they need a receiver. But they, they definitely need even more help on the offensive line, uh, even though they got Eric Flowers. And I don't know how good that really is. Exactly. So my guess is that uh, they'll sit there with the first pick. You know, they got to get a quarterback, too, because right now, you know, Larry, they've got Brian Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback, uh, and they're not going to do anything else in free agency. So we'll see if they will still draft Tua at number five. But I think they take a running back or an offensive lineman with their second uh, first round pick. John, no quarterback that's ever been franchised has ever stayed long term with the team that tagged him. I mean, are the are the Cowboys just assuming that they're, they're they got Dak like that? He's just going to want to be a Cowboy, or I mean, is is you think history's going to hold up? And there's just no way that when you tell a quarterback you're not going to commit that he's going to he's going to stick around there in Dallas. I just I think history holds up for a reason. What it do you does, think? And it, this could be a Kirk Cousins situation. And you know, now of course, I mean. This is going to be different because he probably was not going to go to the OTAs and probably not going to go to the uh, mini camp. But right now, the way it is with the virus, I don't think there is going to be any OTAs, and I don't right. think there's going to be any mini camp. So now he'll he'll be staying away from the facility and not really having any real chance to catch up with Mike McCarthy and the new coaches and that, and that could set things back. But you know, ultimately, you know, they they did get a deal done with Amari Cooper, getting twenty million a year. You figure Jerry Jones will find some way somehow to eventually get a deal that's going to satisfy Dak Prescott. I thought that Dak uh, was probably making a little bit of a mistake uh, at the beginning when they were talking $33 million, but uh, you can see he wanted more, and now he just has to play at the tag at 31-5. How do you like the, what the Browns did, Conklin, Hooper, and Keenum? I like it. I mean, because you know Conklin, even though he's a, not a good pass blocker, you know, he certainly is a, a real talented right tackle. I know in his rookie year, I thought he was one of the best-looking right tackles to he come was. into the league in a while. And you know, Austin Hooper, I think, can really do some good things at tight end. You know, now he's the highest-paid tight end in the league. So, uh, no, I think that uh, you know they're off to a pretty good start. Now, there's some guys out there. There's Todd Gurley. His name has been out there. Devontae Freeman was let go the other day. This is a guy, Devontae Freeman, at the Lions had their eye on at the trade deadline. Now he's a he's a freebie. Does he have anything left in the tank? How about Todd Gurley? I, I'd, I'd stay away from Todd Gurley because the problem is he's got an arthritic knee, and that's the way that they treated him last year. He, play, he looked like a player with an arthritic yep. knee. They didn't put them out there as much as he can. So I think his great days are over, and of course you're you're picking up a fourteen and a half million dollar contract. Freeman, I still think, has some good football left in him. It just didn't seem to work with the change in offensive coordinators and how he fit into the offense. But I think you know the question that comes down to now: should it be Freeman or should it be Melvin Gordon? True. I think you, know, you, you can probably get Freeman a little bit less because remember he turned down ten million dollars with the Chargers and made the mistake of doing that, and so he's probably thinking he's going to get 10, and he's probably going to end up getting 7 or 8. But I think a Freeman can come in a little bit less. And where do you think Bridgewater goes? Do you think it's Carolina? you think it's New England? Uh, I think it's a combination of both, yeah, because I think there's going to be – and what's going to be interesting, and when you look back at all of this, because I thought that they were interested in Marcus Mariota, but then he ended up going to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. You know, where, where you look at Bridgewater, you know, they're – He's still on the Tampa Bay map, just in case they don't get Tom Brady. But what's going to be interesting is that, okay, so now if Bridgewater goes to the Patriots, and this is why you almost want him to go to the Patriots, because you're going to pay him more than you're going to pay Tom Brady. Wow. That, to me, is very curious. I know he's 27, he's young and all that stuff, 
But, uh, you know, that, that, that would kind of be one that's going to really fall on Bill Belichick. You know, who also lose uh, Van Oy, and he also lost uh, Jamie Collins. But I guess the good news is he's up for three compensatory picks. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. And last thing, John, before we let you go, the draft is going to be held, they say, but it's not going to be in the Bellagio Fountains anymore. But they might bring you back, bring Boomer back, and just, you know, pass paper up to uh, Pete Rosell, you know, back like the old days. Of course, remember, I'm here in the epicenter of the virus. I know so you like, are. Uh, I don't think uh, there's a good chance I'm going to be boarding a plane here in the next couple of months, so I probably won't be able to fly down for the studio show that will be the draft. That's what it's going to be. Thanks so much, uh, thanks, Professor. Jeff. We appreciate you, man. Okay, thanks. Great stuff. Uh, the professor out in Seattle, the epicenter of this whole coronavirus. Uh, he's stuck out there. We're stuck here in Detroit. Brand. My heart has the coronavirus. I'm sorry. Emotions. Hey, look, now you know how I've been feeling all these years, for 20 years. And I'm, I'm really angry about it. I'm sorry. Tom Brady, not a patriot anymore. And the Lions have a guy named Jamie Collins, Chase Daniel, Nick Williams, and Holly Pavati. Congratulations. Clarence, thanks, man. He looks like crap. Thanks, guys. Angel, thanks, Steven, anyone else that's here. Stay healthy, people. Keep it here on the wrap. We bring it to you daily right, just stop on NRF Streamcast. Love you. <laughs> Peace.